Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break up and make power, hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound as episode 462. Breaker remains power hour as we are rolling into December. I am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Feeling jolly yet? <laughs> Hell no. Still no? Hell no. Why not? It's time to be jolly. I'm not, I'm not feeling it this year, Breaker. Damn it. You're going to feel it. It's, it's the last thing I do. Let me, let me be miserable, you son of a bitch. I will <laughs> never. Oh, no, I'm not feeling jolly. I did, I did put the lights up outside. Though. I did see that. Well, that's why I thought you might be feeling jolly. No, I was. You did that under protest? Uh, yeah, no, I did I did that because, you know, it's, I was kind of forced to. Because if I don't, it's one of those things like, like, here's the thing. My my teenage daughter doesn't give a shit. She, yeah. Like, she would rather us just burn our house down and, like, pretend we don't even live anywhere and just be nomads and just lie to everybody, say we're millionaires. That's an interesting take. I I mean, I you know, teenage daughter, man, she's embarrassed about, you know, where we live. Because we're not like in a Kim Kardashian house. Um I think there there's something to that with with young with young girls though, because like uh it's a girl thing because status is a huge thing with it, with girls. It's for sure a girl thing because like uh, I mean women in general like Steph said the same thing, yeah. Expensive purses and all that stuff. But the big reason is just they want that because they know other women will know how much that costs. Right. Steph said she was the same way when she was that age. I'm like, I like, like I, I know your family wasn't the richest in the house, but you guys had a like really nice house. Yeah. And like your parents still like have that same house, I think. And like you knew the house I grew up in, like it was a tiny house. Like I'm it's like 1700 square feet somewhere around there. Right. Like it is not, I am like the lifestyle I have now is the lifestyle I have always known. I have always right. been like, trash you know what I mean? well i mean like the house i have now is not a big house right but it's it's perfect size it's, per, well, it's perfect for you yeah as as like now if it was like a family of four like you it would be tight you'd be cramped yeah and one bathroom i mean it'd be brutal right and so like it's a it's a perfect 
bachelor pad. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but it's just one of those things. But like, so I, I know I could get away if I didn't want to put the lights out for her. Like she wouldn't care. Yeah. The wife is in the same boat I am. She ain't feeling it this year. Um, but like my, my, my stepson, once he comes back from college, if I don't have those lights up, he's going to be like really bummed about it. And it's going to like, just be like, I just rained on his parade. See, he's at the age now. You can be like, Hey, that's your job this year. You get to be the light guy. You know, like I waited for you, pal. You know, I was wanting you to do it. Once you work on that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, but so I was like, I just went ahead and put him up that way. He's had, he's had a rough go of it. You know, he just recently hit a deer with his car. I remember we talked about that last <laughs> week. Yeah. That's, that always sucks. He, he's, he's had a rough go of it lately. So, uh, yeah, I was like, I'll go ahead and put him out for him. And that way, you know, he can come home to a nice little happy surprise when he comes home around the 15th. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's getting there, man. I know the Christmas season, I always heard, you know, when you're young, Christmas feels like it takes forever, right? Oh, yeah. The, like, to actually get there to Christmas Day, it's like, oh, my God, it's so long. It takes forever. I feel like it was just last week I was like, excited about halloween right as you get older man it goes so quickly like you know Mm -hmm. as we record this thing it's what the second yeah so i mean it's what 23 days away so it's coming quickly i think for me like everything moves fast because it's like all right what bills do i have to pay this week yeah you know what i mean like i'm constantly just prepping for the next bill i have to pay so it's like it all moves fast yeah i was lucky this year i i had some overtime come up and so i was able to kind of take it what I did, which I hate doing mm-hmm. over time just because of so many, you having to work so many hours, but paycheck wise, it's always like, well, that, that was good timing. At least I can, you know, set aside money for gifts and stuff because that always hits so hard every year, at least for me, like where it's like, I get paid every other week. Right. And so you feel like you have, like, if you have a month, you're like, oh, I have time. That's two checks. Yeah. My checks are, you know, I haven't really talked about this, but like I have some long ones, which are good and some short ones, which are not good because right. of how the weeks fall. And I'm hitting the short ones now, so it's like, ooh, that, that's bad timing. Right around Christmas, perfect. Oh, yeah, perfect yeah. timing. Yeah. Well, it's, it always happens like that. I mean, like, speaking of perfect timing, our <clears throat> our uh, main bathroom, not the one in the master bedroom, but our main bathroom in the house, like, it's been, the toilet has been, like, just constantly running. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I just, I hadn't taken the time to fix it, but, like, I noticed our water bill was, like, triple the amount it normally is. Yeah, because it's running all the okay. time. Time to time to fix that. Yeah. So I went and got the part and then came home to fix it. Uh which, you know, thank God the parts for that are only like fifteen bucks. Yeah, not terrible. So I went went and got the part, tried to went to fix it, but then like the the shutoff valve, when I turned it back on, it just started vibrating and it went vibrating throughout the entire house. Mm. Like Steph was in the kitchen across the house and she ran into the bedroom. She's like, What is that vibrating noise? I was like, Oh, it's this. You know, it started vibrating as soon as I put the new new mechanism in. So, no big deal. We just can't use this toilet anymore. <laughs> Jeez, so, might be time to call a plumber. Yeah, man. we we called it. We're we called a plumber, and then we got one coming out later today. So, hopefully, we'll get it fixed, and hopefully, it doesn't break the bank. You know, but yeah, it is what it is. It sucks. So, anytime like that's the thing about having your own house. Like I always rented before this, and. That was always kind of nice. You just call like, hey, this is not working. Okay, we'll get it fixed. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like we're renting. So it's, but it's also it's Steph's mom who's the landlord. Right. So like she'll pay for it, but that also still cuts into Christmas and stuff like that because right. she does Christmas for the kids and crap. You know, it's just, it's just a mess. It is. Anything with your house is always a mess. Oh, like yeah. I had my garage door break right a few months ago and that sucked. And then like my car battery cratered. Yep. 
like, uh, you know, it's always that, yeah, here we go. You know, yep. something else. It just always sucks. Anytime you're dealing with someone with your house, it always sucks. And it never happens right after, you know, you get your tax refund. No. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's always like when like you're, you're struggling and you, and you really need that cash every little penny and yeah, that's uh, just a pain in the ass. Yeah. It always is not a, not a big fan of it, but it's the way it goes sometimes. Oh yeah. Um, so I did something interesting. I've been, uh, on a power Rangers kick lately. Okay. I started rewatching the original series on uh, on Netflix. Yeah. When's the last time you actually sat down and watched the old school original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Um, I don't think I have ever. Really? So in the late 2000s, when Netflix kind of went to a streaming service, you know, because before it was like, you know, the mail-in DVDs. Oh, yeah. I remember... Having it here and there, but never really keeping it. Well, guy I was training with was like, hey, do you know the original Power Rangers is on there? And I was like, really? Like the movie? He goes, no, the whole series. And I'm like, what? And so I was like, I'm definitely subscribing because I want to watch the old school Power Rangers. Right. So, of course, you watch it. You're like, wow, this is so freaking campy. Right. You know, but what what started it is I was like, I kind of want to watch the Green with Evil sure. arc because of, you know, the passing of Jason David Frank. It's five episodes. And I remember having one of the VHS tapes as a kid. Yeah. Because it was it came in like five of them. Yeah. And I was like, I kinda wanna watch that. And it was like, oh, this is really cool actually. Like seeing like, you know, him start like because he basically joins the school, he's the new kid, and then Rita gets a hold of him, he turns evil, and then he ends up joining the Power Rangers later. But I was like, Oh, this is really cool. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. It, it brings back the memories watching Power Rangers. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just so campy. But yeah, I think that's kind of part of the charm too. Oh yeah, yeah. It's well, it's it's one of those shows, man. Like I, I don't think I could sit down and like watch the whole thing. You can't binge watch it, but to just put it on and like yeah, kind of see like little like I fell asleep during an episode. But I'm like, you don't miss nothing because it's all the same. But right. it's fun. Yeah, it's that that whole story arc. I I liked what uh, Bat in the Sun was doing there for a little while, like um, kind of re. I mean, it was different, but they had him as like that um that. I don't know if they made the character up. Legend of the White Dragon? Yeah. What's well, that movie they're making? Okay. And it's that, not out yet, though. But, like, I really liked that because, like, I was seeing him in the costume and stuff. And I thought he had done a cameo in that same costume in, like, one of the other little short films they did. He may have. Um, so that was actually a, a Kickstarter campaign they did. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what I saw was the Kickstarter trailer or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and that was the thing is they were going to do – basically, they did a Kickstarter to try to do a movie – and if initially it failed, but the second time it actually they they got enough money to make it happen. So yeah. they my understanding is they've actually filmed it and it's in post production. Okay, so that will kind of really be bittersweet though when that comes out and like he's no longer here. But it's like man, that's how cool would that have been if like that led to like a whole series of these. You know, absolutely. I mean, it was such a it was such a cool concept and and seeing him kind of don that again even though it was a different character like seeing him kind of have that power rangers look again with yeah. something like something totally new i don't know it just seemed really cool yeah it's it's interesting though like with with power rangers because they're it's still on the air it's still yeah. a thing but netflix even has the most recent series which is i guess called dino fury i was i was looking it was a 2022 anyway and i was like that's crazy to me that they're still doing this but it's like I don't know. After like it, I remember when it switched to Power Rangers Zio. I still watched a little bit, but I was like, "This is not as." I remember Zio. I don't remember what what they were doing though. Was that the cars? No, it was before. It wasn't the cars. Or was that yet. Turbo? It was Turbo. So Power Rangers Zio still had a lot of the original cast. Yeah, but they kind of just like I get. So my understanding is, 
Super Sentai, which is what that is in Japan, mm-hmm. every year would do it, do that, where they would kind of change the costumes and change the characters to kind of have a new series. Right. Power Rangers started incorporating that. The idea being that every year they can do new toys, a new yeah. toy. Oh game. yeah. And so Zio is the first one they did. It still had Jason David Frank and a few of the others in it. So it's like, oh, that's cool. It's just a different version of Power Rangers and a different, you know, evil, whatever, like villain and stuff. And then from Zio went to Turbo and then Turbo went to like in space or something like that. But I remember I completely fell off around Zio. I think I watched until Turbo, if I'm not mistaken. I think I watched a little bit in Turbo. Is that the one where they had the little kid? Yep. Because I, I remember the movie. Yes, yeah. yes. But the little kid, I just was like, I don't like this at all. Yeah, that, that's when I fell off was because of the kid. Yeah, I was just like, this is not good. Well, because it was like the kid, but then when he, he got would, in the suit, it was a full grown man. Like they even show him like little kid, then he'd morph up like, right. like an adult. And yeah, it's like, what the crap? Yeah, I was like, this is dumb. Yeah. But it was one of those things where he's just like, this is not really for me anymore. And I kind of just fell off. But it is crazy to see all of these... Uh, iterations over the years and i guess kids are still into it i don't feel like it was as popular as it was back in 92 93 though yeah but i i, I think also too like fandom's different too now you know what i mean like we've talked about it in the past i don't think kids are really like doing things like collecting toys so there's not a whole lot of stuff to show for it yeah. so like now they're just watching it and usually while they're watching it they're on the you know devices yeah it is kind of crazy though how toys have changed from kids to adult collectors they grew more. up with us yeah 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 well because like there's still like kids based toys but mm. if you look at the stores like they, those don't move like the collectible stuff does yeah it's it's kind of weird man like it's uh, and i think it's just because in most of our generation's parents are pretty pretty i say not good but like they're pretty good about just like handing off the phone to the kid like here you know here's play your game you know, that way mom and dad can do something like clean up in the house and stuff like that, which I don't blame none of them. Right. But it's just, it's kind of the way things are. So they don't really have a chance to play with toys anymore. They're on, on the devices, which I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm not like complaining about it. I'm just saying that that's the way it is. Yeah, well, that is true though. But I mean, I think it's, it's also one of those things. Like I remember hearing when we were young, the big thing was like, oh, kids don't, kids that they don't play outside at all. Well, yeah, because there was, at, and, and back in that day, what Playing was outside there? sucks. Well, but I mean, but back <laughs> in the day, and I'm talking our parents' generation, what was there to do inside? Right. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, there's two or three channels if yeah. you had TV. I mean, there's no games. There's nothing. So now more inside activities are readily available. Video games, computer, mm-hmm. television, toys. Like outside, it's like, oh, that kind of sucks, you know, and you get all hot and sweaty, you yeah. know, so it, it, and I'm not saying one way is right or wrong. It's just a, a you know, a reality of what we're dealing with now. Like it's a totally different world. All, all I know is like, I, I feel like every generation's, the adults are slightly jealous of the younger generation. Yes. And, oh yeah. And I think that's where it all stems from because like I have a, I have a picture of my grandfather who he never really complained about like me never going outside or anything like that. But like, just as an example, I have a picture of my grandfather playing like I don't know what it was, but one of the original, it might've been an Atari or something like that, but one of the original video game systems. And he is like the happiest I've ever seen him in that picture. Huge ass smile, like laughing, like him inside playing it. Play, I guess. And yeah. And playing with one of his friends and stuff like that. I'm like, like, yeah, like I've, I, he didn't do that when he was out there woodworking. 
You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, this is more fun. So of course kids are going to like, you know, uh, gravitate towards that type of thing versus like throwing sticks at a, at a Creek. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it's like, it just, this is it just the way it is, you know, it, it is a sign of the times though, for sure. Um, I, but I, I agree. I always find that funny how people are like, well, my God, my kids are going to play outside and they're going to do this and that. And it's like, dude, I got a neighbor who like legitimately locks her kids out all day. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's it's sad, but like like they'll just be. And I don't know if they they're actually locked out, but like they're outside all day. Like they have a trampoline, and they'll just be laying out there on the trampoline. Yeah, like all day. I remember having a trampoline as a kid, and we would play out there sometimes and mm-hmm. things like that. But it, and I did play with neighborhood kids when I was younger. But you know, it was one of those things. The house I the main house I grew up in when I was really young. There was a lot of neighborhood kids. Yep. They were all a couple of years older, but as you know, when you when you're say seven or eight and kids are like nine or ten, as they get older, they become more like they stay inside. Right. It's so all of a sudden like all those kids are gone now. It's like, well, I guess I'll go and play Nintendo. You know, it's it's just that things change every every year or so. Yeah, like that. So well, when I when I was um, like nine, ten, somewhere around there, before I moved uh, into the into the area we're in now, like. I, me and a group of buddies, we would always like play baseball, like outside, mm-hmm. just like a little pickup, kind of like Sandlot, you know what I mean? Like a little pickup game of baseball. And I used to play kickball a lot. Yeah. So much and fun. We, and I'll tell you, we stopped doing So we lived in an apartment complex mm-hmm. and it was me and about four other kids. So we never had like a full baseball game. Right. But it was like me and a few, about four other kids. And we never played after this one time where I um, hit the ball and it went into some body's window it busted a window oh no kidding you just took off <laughs> we all like ran scrambled to our <laughs> to our apartments and we'd like never came out for the rest of the day <laughs> oh yeah I, I get it yeah it was a it was a scary deal but uh yeah after after that i don't think we play baseball that much anymore but yeah but but once uh super nintendo came out i was pretty much indoors most of the time man playing yeah. donkey kong and mario kart and stuff like that it's definitely it's definitely different i remember um when I was young, I would be babysat by my grandparents who were retired. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to go over there simply because there was no, nothing fun to do. Yeah. You know, like I could take my toys or whatever, but it's like, it just it always felt boring. Like I was like, I want to, so like my grandpa would get me like a piece of paper and I had markers and stuff and I could draw. But at a certain point you're just like, I want to do something else. You know, I want right. to play games. I want to do something fun. I feel like when you're at your own house, that's, that's, that's where the fun comes in. Right. Well, well yeah. Well, you, you're a little bit more free because all of your stuff is there. Yeah. You know, it's not just one of those things where it's like, okay, take a few things over there so you can entertain yourself. It's like, no, you have everything. So if you get bored right. of something else, you move on to the next thing. Exactly. And that's like, I don't know. It's kind of like me at, at my, even now, you know what I mean? Probably the same way with you. Like you, if you're like bored of watching TV, you can play your video games. You know what I mean? Um, but like I do the same shit at my house too. Of course now, like I have my little routine of like come home, work out, eat all that shit. And by the time that's done, I usually just want to sit down and watch TV, but I have the option to like get on the Xbox if I want to, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I have the option to do this, do that, you know, and it's a little bit different. Oh, it, it absolutely is. And even back then, like there wasn't like they had one TV and they were going to watch what they wanted to watch, which yeah. was like their soap operas and stuff. Whereas like they had another TV, but it didn't even have a VCR. So it's like, I couldn't take any, you know, 
because I had like some Ninja Turtle tapes. I had some Power Ranger tapes and things like that. I could have taken, but I know where to watch them, you know? So right. it's like, well, okay, I guess that's it. And I, I'm curious to know if this is a, uh, a kids, this generation thing, because like when we were young, like, I feel like you were the same way, but I don't know for sure. But like, I would always watch TV in my room. Like I never like just watch TV in the living room unless nobody else was at home. So like when, when you were at home, like, did you just like willy nilly just watch TV in the living room? It, if no one was there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But like, if somebody else is there, like if you, if you're, if your dad was home, would you like, would you pick the living room TV or would you just go upstairs and watch TV in your room? Depends on what they're doing. If he's sitting on the couch, no. Yeah. You know, unless it's like, Hey, you want to watch something? But it was like, you know, like something like agreed upon. I right. wouldn't be watching like cartoons or, or whatever. <laughs> so uh, I guess I guess that's that's kind of the same way at, at my house. Like I, w- like the kids have TVs in their rooms. I mean, which I have a TV in my room, so it's not like the biggest deal in the world. But like one thing that they do, like if if they see that I'm not in the living room or anybody else is in the living room, they just like instead of watching a TV in their room where they can watch whatever the hell they want to, they'll watch it in the living room. And the problem with that is like, it's always something that they only want, like only they want to watch. Right. Like like Cameron, he always likes to turn on either like really old cartoons from the nineties or, which is not like always a bad thing, but some of them honestly kind of get on my nerves now. Uh, Like he really likes uh, Ed, Ed and Eddie. Mm -hmm. And I used to love that show as a kid, but like now there's something about those voices that like give, give me a headache so bad. He really likes SpongeBob too, and I can't handle SpongeBob at all. Um, it's either that, or he'll watch a horror movie in the living room. And like Marissa hates horror, like cannot stand it. And um, no, and that's that's one of those things. It's like, hey, come on, watch that in your room, like, right? Nobody likes that. But like, it, it's it also creates a fight. You know what I mean? Where it's like he's like like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like makes a huge deal. It's like, come on, man, you know, like yeah, you know not to do that. Well, see, I feel like for me, though, when I was younger, when I got to the age that they would let me stay by myself, you know, I'm probably talking second or third grade, I would basically, I'd walk home, I had a key, right, and I would stay home until my mom got off work. So, yeah, the TV was mine, essentially, because... Right, yeah, totally different, yeah. You know, it was in the living room, so I'd be watching whatever I wanted to watch. Now... Normally there would be the bleed over the mom and dad would get home from work or whatever, but like, I'm still watching it, but it's like, I already started watching it. Right. So if they're doing, you know, cooking dinner or whatever, it wasn't a big deal. But if they're like wanting to sit down to watch TV, but at that point it's the end of the day. So it's like, I'm going to bed anyway. Right. Well, I, what, uh, what generally happens is it's never so much with, with Marissa, but it's usually with Cameron, which is funny because he's the older, like it'll be, you know, what, it'll be kind of like that similar situation where like he'll be in the living room, watch TV. I don't really say anything because it's like, whatever I've been doing other stuff all day. But then when it's like, I get to the point where I want to sit, sit down and actually watch TV. He like, it's like, you can just see the lights go out on his face and he's like, like the world just ended to him, which is weird. Cause he's got one in his room. Exactly. And it's like, and is there just something about the living room TV? He what's where he, you want? He doesn't like to be cooped up in his room. And I'm like, dude, the room was my haven when grow when I was growing up. Oh like, yeah. You know, it, because it's especially when it's not like it was a it wasn't my house, you know what I mean? Like the room was like my space. I mm-hmm. loved my room. Like I was there most of the time. Yeah, me too. And 
like I I don't well and okay so this is another thing though I didn't have a TV in my room for years yeah so when I got that that was like oh man right this is amazing right and I know like I had a little 13 inch TV I feel like you didn't have much bigger than mine like it was small it was like 13 to 17 or whatever it was back then but like both of the kids have like 32 inch TVs in the room yeah which I mean they look different now than what they did back then but like Still a good size TV for I'm a sure bedroom. It's flat screen and stuff. Yes, like still a good size TV for a bedroom. So it's like, what what are we really complaining about here? The TV in the living room is only like forty something inches. It's not like yeah. some giant TV, right? Like, <laughs> it's just a we- it's just a weird thing to like have a have a meltdown about. That is weird. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why people are like that. But I don't know. You know, I. I'm not. I'm not trying to dog on my boy. I love him. You know what I mean. Well, but, but I. But I know. Like it's such a. It's such a weird. Weird fight that we have. My niece has done that a few times when when they lived with uh, with my parents. She get on Netflix and she just watches like the most insanely idiotic kid shows you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And Netflix has got them in droves. Oh yeah, it was some mermaid show. You could tell it's not even in English. They've dubbed it, and it's just it's so bad. Yeah, and she's like, no, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. And it's just like you've seen these all multiple times. Like, yeah, it's still not good. And now, so it's like. Let's watch something everybody want to wants to watch. Yeah, and then she'll just go watch it on her phone. Well, it's like I don't know. It's that weird thing of like, yeah, you can do that too, but it's yeah, you're I don't know. You're missing family time. I guess I don't know. Right. It's a, it's a and that's a fight that her and my sister have had. I guess. Yeah. Well, and and you know, I get like not wanting to watch something with the rest of the family. Totally get that. Yeah. But like, I don't know because one thing Marissa kind of does something similar, but she does she like hides it better than Cameron does. But what she does is she'll just be like, she'll sit there for a minute and like get on her phone, play around for it on her phone for about 10 minutes. And then she'll just get up and be like, I'm going to bed. Like mm-hmm. I'm tired, you know? And we're like, okay. But then like five minutes later in her bedroom, we'll hear her laughing and talking to her friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, she just was like done being in here, you know, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah. But it's like, you, you ain't got to lie and say you're going to bed. You can just say like, I'm going to, going to go hang out in my room, you know? I think, and I don't know, it's just a different, it's generational, man. Like, yeah. I think it's, like I said, I remember very distinctly not having a TV in my room for many, many years. Oh, yeah. So when I got that, I was like, this is insane. Yeah. I remember getting my first computer and it was like a family computer. Oh, you yeah. Know? And so that was a huge deal. Yeah. Um, at the same time, now, like, every kid's got a computer in their pocket. Like, yeah. It's, it, it, things change quickly. Like, you know, I remember thinking how cool it was to have like a nintendo and some games now i have like that retro pie with literally everything all of them yeah i don't know just things do change quickly yeah over time i want to touch on this uh what do you think about the news that william regal is leaving aew already and possibly uh back to wwe i'm fine with that you know quick run apparently he signed a short-term deal yeah and there was a apparently a clause in his deal that like a, a I don't know what to say an escape plan, but that's what it sounds like anyway, because mm-hmm. people are kind of wondering, like, did he just sign a one year deal? Cause he didn't even show up till March of 2022. So it's not like he's been there long. Yeah. Clearly they had plans. They made an entire stable based upon him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is kind of weird if you're AEW, right. To just all of a sudden like bam, lose someone like William Regal. Yeah. I, I think it's a, uh, it was especially it's weird because they just booked him with MJF. Yeah. And, Apparently MJF turning on him is the uh, the send off. The send off. It's a weird send off. It is super um, weird. 
you know, um, do you still have the Blackpool Combat Club, even if the guy from Blackpool, England's not there, right? And that's just it. Like, I feel like the Blackpool Combat Club is probably done, which sucks because, like, that was a hell of a stable, yeah, with Moxley, Brian, uh, Claudio, and and you know, um, Yuda, Yuda. I mean, that's that's a damn good stable, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, Yuda being the up and coming guy, I mean, that's awesome, you know, I but. Is what it is, you know. I mean, if they're they're done, they're done. They could always just change their name, I guess. But I feel like it's they may not even change their name though. Like, right. why not? It's yeah. still kind of a cool name. I mean, it's super cool name as long as you don't confuse it with BBC, you know. <laughs> um, but I just I um I don't know. Like I I like I like Regal better in WWE. I liked him in AEW. Like I thought he was a big highlight, but I feel like Regal is a highlight. Everywhere he goes, yeah. No matter where he's at, I feel like he's a highlight to that company. Well, apparently, like they were showing the the clip of him yelling out "War Games" a lot ahead of Survivor Series. He was doing it, yeah. And so people kind of thought that that might, like, maybe he's coming back. Yeah, I'm just kind of surprised that they went ahead and signed a short term deal with him. Because if he's already on his way out, that's only been what ten months. Yeah, not very long. And what are they going to do? Sit on him for two months? I don't know. You know what I mean? If it was a year deal, and and. and People are saying he may have had a clause, like a, a get out clause or something. Which, okay, but what is what would the get out clause be like? If Triple H calls me back, you know, like I don't know. I mean, I, it. it's to me, it's weird how some people can sit there and claim like they know the details of a contract when they have not read it. Right. Like, how do you? Like, how the hell do you know? Like, yeah. I guess Tony Khan mentioned that Alistair or Malachi Black was under a five year deal. Yeah, and he's kind of himself said like, no, under a three year deal. Right. Which is probably getting close to being done and so it seemed as though he was unhappy so we could see him go back i mean i wouldn't be surprised if tony said that to deter WWE from calling him well if i'm not mistaken a lot of the aew contracts have a uh like almost like an option where he can yeah like a two-year option and that may be what he's referring to that could be it's a three-year deal with a two-year option and like why wouldn't you keep malachi black because he's awesome but you're also not using him in a top spot. That's what I was going to say, man. Like, Tony Khan has a, has a real good knack of signing all this amazing talent, but, like, not really knowing what to do with him once he gets him. I think of Miro. Yeah. Like. Dude, freaking so many guys. Yeah. I mean, like, but and I know Miro was injured there for a little bit. I thought he was good now. Yeah. But it's like, what are you doing with him? Right. Like, literally nothing. I think he, I, didn't he come back and then, like, hasn't been seen since? He was on a pay-per-view. Not the last one. I think the all-out one. It was, like, him staying in Darby Allen against the House of Black. Right. And it's like, so he was healthy then. Like, is he hurt? I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, is he hurt again? Like, but, I mean, he's a guy probably should be pretty close to the top of the card. Sure, yeah. Why Yeah. Why, why wouldn't he be? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I kind of wonder if a lot of this talent that he signed does end up reverting back to WWE. I, I look at FTR as a prime example. Yeah. I could see them going back at yeah. some point. I could see Miro going back. Malachi Black going back. He, I think Keith Lee's a big one that will, will go back. Yeah. I think there's a lot of guys that could. Um, but Especially with Mia Yim being over there still. Yeah. I, I can see him. And she just came back. back, right? Yeah. Well, they're right. And so I could see. And it's not like WWE's using everybody well either. But I feel like with uh, with AEW right now, it's just it's it's very limited on who they're putting time with sometimes well and i think i i feel like it was probably a bad move and i get i get the over eagerness of 
of Tony Khan because if I had that much much money to play with and WWE was releasing all these talents, I'd be like, oh yeah, give me the give, give, give well, me well. How do you not but sign like, Sting? How do you not sign Christian Cage? Exactly, but like my thing is is like. Also, if I was in that position, I would want to start small so I can kind of practice booking. You know yeah. what I mean? Like with with a smaller roster, that way I'm not leaving so many people out and I can kind of get my feet wet in the booking side of things as the company's growing. Mm-hmm. You know, have like big names, big stars, people that you're familiar with, and then grow from there and eventually bring more people in. But like, yeah. So, it, but it's, I mean, you know, as somebody who has never touched, professional wrestling business it's easy for me to say that but like i don't know i feel like it's it's not a good idea to just hire everybody because you can but i think i still think wwe vince was trying to drown him oh yeah for sure and i think because i think he kind of knew this would happen like Mm -hmm. oh we're gonna release andrade he'll pick him up yeah we're gonna release alistair black he'll pick him up well he even said like we've got more stars we can give him you know i remember vince saying that on on some radio interview and I think they did that on purpose to a degree. I think I think that that's a big reason why Strowman and Bray were released. Because oh yeah, he, I I bet thought. I bet they thought he'll pick them up and and it'll cost him too much money. Yep. Because they're going to ask for big money. Oh yeah. And um and I, and I guarantee I don't know if he was interested in Strowman, but I guarantee you he was trying to get Bray Wyatt. It just didn't work out. I uh, I you know it's funny I don't even I. I I still don't know if I'm a fan of Strowman in WWE. Like, yeah. even with him being back, like, I got nothing against the guy. I could care less that he's there. Yeah, I think that's what it is for me. It's like he does nothing for me. I get that he's a big guy. He's a monster. Dude looks jacked AF now. But it's like, yeah. Well, it was, okay. to me, it's like. Uh, he's better than Olas. But like. Yeah, it's kind of like John Morrison coming back. It's like, eh. Okay. I know, and I love John Morrison, but it's like they have. But you just WWE, don't care anymore. That's a, WWE has such a does a great job of making you not give a shit about certain people, and that's I think part of the problem is these guys come in and then they leave, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I just don't care anymore. It's like um, uh, Zach Ryder was another one. Dolph Ziggler's another one. It's like they can be as good as they are, but WWE does such a good job of making you not care about somebody. So there's talk of Cardona returning. Yeah, and I would care for a day. Right, and I think that might be part of the problem, right? Right. Like, he's done a really good job of making himself incredibly relevant. If he came back as Matt Cardona and didn't come back and touch that Zack Ryder name, I think we might. it might be different. Maybe. Like, the only one I can actually say that's left and came back better was Cody right now. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Okay, Drew, I'll give you Drew. Yeah. But even right away, it didn't happen. It took a little bit. It did, because when he got to the main roster, because he did great on NXT, but when he got to the main roster, it took a minute for him to get his footing again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but like, Dolph Ziggler is a guy for me that, like, I feel like there's no reason why he shouldn't have been the uh, next generation of HBK. Mm-hmm. And I still feel that way, like, especially now that he's, like, a veteran in, in that veteran spot. I feel like there's no reason why he shouldn't be looked at as, like, like almost legendary, you know what I mean? But like, I, I don't think he, I think they pulled the passion out of him. I think, well, yeah. And I think he, he has his comedy and his other stuff. And I think he just doesn't give a shit. I, you're probably right. And I think he's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll come in and I'll make money and then I'll leave. Yeah. Like, and I'll, I'll be there and I'll do, I'll do my job and I'll work hard, but I just don't care. But he's, dude, he's such a fucking phenomenal talent. But I mean, yeah. Like, he's a guy's insane there, to me. He's been there for years and years and years, but it's. I think. I think that he just, he just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking speaking of WWE, man, like we we haven't really talked about the uh, this a whole lot, but this fucking bloodline storyline 
is one of the best pieces of storytelling that WWE has done in probably about a decade. I agree. Um, I don't know if you've seen the screenshots of the post war games match where they're all five, like holding, like holding their hands up, but like Ray and Jay Uso are like staring over and it's like, they're giving like stank eyes to somebody. Some people are saying it's to Sammy to prep for the turn. Other people are saying like, it kind of looks like he's, they're actually looking at solo saying they're going to end up turning on him. And, and I'm like, this has really got me invested to see how this turns out. And I feel like Sammy, I don't know if everybody's taking acting lessons or what, but like Sammy has been so damn believable throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought he had a really good believability to him though. Yeah. He's such a, like it's if he's swapped into the acting world, like he could easily become a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. Like his, uh, his expressions, his mannerisms, like the way he talks when he's doing the promos and the, in the stories, it's like it's very much like everything feels real, mm-hmm. and so it's dude. He's such a phenomenal talent too. Oh yeah, like un- underrated, underappreciated. You know. Well, and I think a lot of people are kind of hoping that it comes down to Sammy and Roman at some point, and yeah. I don't know if that's actually the plan. I, but it almost kind of needs to happen now. I feel like it does need to happen, but how do you give Sammy the title? You don't. That's what I'm and, saying. And that's like, the problem. and that's that is the problem because I feel like you. It, it would this, be impossible to push him to the point where it's like he's a believable yeah. opponent for Roman. At, at this point, it's got to be Rock and Roman. Yeah. There's nothing else they can do. Either, and the only way I could see Roman being dethroned and uh, by anybody other than The Rock, and I don't even think The Rock should do it because... No, I don't think so either. But like, but the only way I could ever see him being dethroned is if it's a, a triple threat where he doesn't get pinned. Yeah. And I feel like everybody would shit on that. Completely, hundred percent. But like, I feel like that's the only way because he's beaten literally everybody on the roster. And that's the thing is like, you have to make him unbeatable to that point. So when he beats the Rock, it's like, wow, yeah, you know, because he needs to go over. I do think Kevin Owens could probably beat him, and and people would be like, okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I think so. I I I do. Like, I I mean, I I feel like they they've really pushed Kevin Owens since he came back. They have, but I don't think he's that guy. I, I mean, I think he's an incredible talent, but I don't think that they're going to go that route. Is there anybody on the roster you think good other than Drew? No, I don't. And I think that's part of the problem is right. like when you push someone so hard, like. Like it almost has to be him defending in the Royal Rumble or something like that. <laughs> and he, it's like who beats Goldberg the first time? Kevin Nash wasn't the right guy. Right. But that's who did it. You right. know, And it's just like, oh, okay. So it was a stun gun. That's a terrible idea. You know, right. and it's like, but, but again, I think the Goldberg streak kind of just happened and it was like, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. and people are counting along and he's destroying guys and it's like he's unbeatable so what do you do you put him against the champion and he beats him yeah. because he's unstoppable like holy crap this is the best thing ever like who well now who beats him kevin nash like yeah. really kevin nash like that's a terrible idea but now we'll i will say cody rhodes probably will be the guy um i can see that i forget about i forget about him because he's injured right now but i feel like cody will probably be the guy to dethrone him i did hear a rumor and someone brought this up like that might be a pretty good idea is that Roman defends both titles at WrestleMania, but one on each night. I would rather that happen. Honestly. And then then maybe he, they get the split again. Maybe he drops title one to Cody Mm -hmm. and beats the rock. And so he holds on to one of them still like, well, that could be something, you know? Yeah. I I would, I would actually rather that happen because I, I hate 
for one, I hate carrying two belts. Yeah. Like I hate that look. Um, two, I hate the name they've given it. The undisputed WWE universal champion. It's way too wordy. It's way too wordy. And the term universal is a dumb name. I know that's not the first time it's been used in professional wrestling, but I hate that name for your main title. The universal title? Yeah. Hate it. That's a weird one. It's just like I I never liked the world heavyweight title either. I well I I I like that better, but like I would rather it just be the WWE World Championship. Yeah. Or actually just scrap to just World Championship, the World Championship, especially with WWE being like the top company. Yeah. Like they could literally just call it the World Championship without the name brand yeah and it'd be nobody would bat an eye right but like i i don't know the the term heavyweight because i think of like daniel bryan you know when he was there he wasn't a heavyweight no obviously not. <laughs> so it didn't make sense but i don't know yeah it's interesting man it'll be interesting to see what happens um i feel like this year's royal rumble could be good though i think this year's royal rumble will be good um I think cody wins that's kind of been the uh ongoing yeah, I, I think I think so. Unless like, uh, I mean, unless they do something with this bloodline story in the, in the Rumble, you know what I mean. But I, I feel like it would make the most sense. I think it's I think it's a predictable year for the Rumble, and that's okay because mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably time Cody has his run. Honestly, though, if the Rock came back and won it, I wouldn't be upset by that. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, Just because, well, and I also too, I I want to throw this out there. How cool would it be if Stone Cold's a surprise entrant this year? It's if, in Texas. Oh, yeah. If him and The Rock were both. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be crazy. 29 and 30? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, that'd be mm. the biggest rumble. You know, my brother's going to the Royal Rumble this you year. You told me that, yeah. yeah. And it's on my birthday. Yeah. You going to go? No. Oh, man, you should. Well, I would love to go, but like the ticket prices are astronomical. Oh, I'm sure. It's insane. But I mean, Austin kind of you know, downplayed the training videos he was posting and like, Oh, he's, he's coming back. And he's like, Oh, I'm just trying to get in shape. I look like shit. You know? And it's like, of course you'd say that pal. Well, of course. Right. I mean, it's no different than edge. Like, Nope, I'm not returning. And I'm like, no, those rumors don't come out of nowhere. You know? So you look like a million bucks. You look way better than I do. And you're twice my age. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be cool if Austin had a little, little spot there in the rumble and then ended up going to WrestleMania and doing something again. I think we'll ever see him in his trunks again. Do we need to? No, we don't. No. Um, to me, it's like Ric Flair wearing the tights. Like I like. I actually am am totally cool with his shorts look. It fits him pretty well. It actually does. Like yep. it, what's weird about it though is like the way they promoted that because they didn't promote it as a match. Mm-hmm. They promoted it as a segment. Yeah. So it's like, well, of course he's not in tights because it's a segment. Right. But if that just becomes his new look, like I'm, I'm fine with that. Totally fine with the jean shorts. Because, I mean, he actually wore that like quite a bit back yes. in the day, too. Yeah. So it's it's not too far off from his old school attire anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I'm yeah, I'm totally cool with that. I just, I, I wondered about that, like if, if he's ever going to don the trunks again. Yeah, I don't think he needs to. Definitely not. If he's going to wrestle a couple of times a year. Like, yeah. And I, I, that was the initial rumor, if you remember right. It was going to be like a couple of matches a year. Yep. And I kind of just assumed he was going to go to Saudi. He didn't end up doing it, but, you know. I don't blame him. I don't either, but, you know, there's money there, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it'd be cool if we saw Austin at WrestleMania and then maybe again at SummerSlam or something like that. Hell, like, yeah. I think it'd be there'd be a lot of fun there. A lot, yeah. lot that you could do with him. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of guys that I'd like to see him wrestle. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a lot of fun. I think it'd be really cool. Uh, do you think we'll see HBK back in the ring again? Oh, man. Do we need to? No. 
I think that last return was like, oh, he, and it's not that he looked bad. It's just the matches are so horrible. Well, but also too, he's one of the very few guys that had one of the most perfect send offs. Yes. And like not very many guys ever get that. And when you, when When you you do get it, it's like, you should, you should honor it. Yeah. And like, Ric Flair's was perfect. And he squandered it numerous times. Yeah. Because uh, he wrestled in TNA and shit, you know, he was I mean, doing a lethal lockdown, rolling in tax, you know, right? It's like, come on, man. Um, but it's, and you know, also too, like I also get, I'll never judge anybody for taking a payday either, because I also know when big money's there, it's kind of hard to say no. Sure. So, and also uh, with HBK, you know, he wrestled the guy who retired him, mm-hmm. so it's not, yeah, too big of a deal, you know. But right, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, like Stone Cold never really got his send off. No. Uh, not really. The Rock never really got his send off. Um, I know he did his little quiet retirement at one of those WrestleManias. I think it was against Stone Cold, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of guys who just end up retiring and never get that final match, right? And, and they so, just kind of ride off in the sunset. Yeah, and so I, I don't know. I, I feel like when guys like HBK get it, you know, like you just call it call it a day, hang it up. If Austin gets a couple more matches, let's say he has WrestleMania this year, who do you think he wrestles? I don't know. He already did KO, and that's like the perfect match. Um, hell, I really don't know. I think I would really like to see Steve Austin and AJ Styles. Yeah, I feel like you mentioned that before. I, I think that there's something about that that's fun. That would that would be a very good match. Um, and you have you know the 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 OC there, so you can have some pretty good leading up storylines of them beating him up and yeah. And they both do a really good Stone Cold voice. Like, you know there'd be like some comedy there. And, oh, yeah. And I think that would be fun. I think Stone Cold and Edge would be a hell of a match. Did they ever cross paths? Not really. I mean, they probably did some stuff, but like that was when Edge was still in a tag team. And, right. You know, so they weren't on the same level, really. But I think that would be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not a not a whole lot of current guys. What about Stone Cold and Seth Rollins? That would be interesting. That would be a good match, yeah. Yeah. Although I'd be afraid... Seth Rollins will buckle bomb him into the corner. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Austin's having no buckle bomb. <laughs> no. Um Hell kid, we don't need that tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, that would I know that'd be a good match too. I um I don't know, man. There's a lot of guys on that roster that I think would be good to see him in the ring with. It just kind of depends on who gets that spot. Yeah. Roman obviously would make sense, but I you know You're you're gonna disagree with this, but like I keep thinking it would be fun if uh, uh, Pillman Jr. was was in WWE and we got that match. Pillman Jr. in Austin. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't disagree with that, but I don't think Pillman Jr. He's, he's not there yet. He's not there, yeah. and I'll be honest. Like I like him, but I, I feel like the only reason like he gets attention is because of his name and he the fact that he looks like his dad. Like, yep. It's not really a secret that he's in like a kind of a mid level tag team. Yeah, that's just not gonna go anywhere but yeah. it's which is unfortunate because I, I really want him to do well it's just i, I do I too because i would love to see like kind of the reincarnation of what we could have had with his dad you yeah, know yeah i mean like i just kind of kind of bums me out that he's not like where where he probably could be oh no doubt no doubt it's very interesting but uh royal rumble season is uh gonna be getting here soon man that's one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it topples, you know, most of them for me. I think it's probably my favorite one. I really, I really liked what they did with War Games, though. 
I thought that was yeah. fun, especially the men's match. Um, I didn't. I actually don't even think I watched the women's match because I started it late. But, um, but yeah, it's probably probably my my favorite one. I heard they're getting rid of Hell in a Cell as a as a pay per view, which right. I one hundred percent agree with for sure. And I heard Triple H talking about it, and and because they were also like there have been rumors about getting rid of Elimination Chamber and Money in the Bank. I, I've never liked gimmick match pay-per-views besides the Royal Rumble. Well, he made a very good point. I don't know if you saw that. I did, and I completely agree with what he said. He, he said, like, you know, Hell in a Cell is one of those things where you challenge somebody to it because it's the, you know, the... It's uh, the ultimate end. Right. He's like, he's like, but you're never going to challenge somebody to Elimination Chamber, you know, because you're pissed and, you, and, you know, you're going to add four other guys to make it. You're not going to do that as a champion or as a challenger. And he said, like, you're also not going to challenge somebody to a money in the bank match. Right. With seven other guys, you know? So it's like, like though we, he's like, kind of just need to money in the bank's like Royal rumble though. It's all about opportunity. And exactly. so it, it, that, well, and I feel like elimination chamber fits that too, but it's less guys. Yeah. But I think, I think with elimination chamber, it's a, it's an easier story to tell of like, you have a champion and you have all these guys who have rifle claim to be the number one contender. Right. Well, by God, we'll put you all in an elimination chamber. Okay, yeah. I, I'm fine with that. But then, and that that's one of those things that could be a match instead of just a full on pay per view where it's and, guaranteed every and, year. And I don't like the idea of two of them either. I've never liked the idea. Yeah, that one year where they had like four or some shit. Yeah, and it's just like there's a lot. Like why? Like yeah, because you're you're basically stepping on your own feet with that. I mean, it's like it, and I know they do two Royal Rumbles. It's a men's and men's and women's is one thing, but. Mm-hmm. When it's two elimination chambers matches, and it's I think you're right. I think they one they did a men's a women's, and I think they also did a tag team. Yes, yeah, so maybe it was just three, but I couldn't remember if they did one tag team or two tag team. Elimination. But it's just too many, way too many, and it's just like it all all jumbles up together. It's just like oh, I'm fi- I'm fine with the the two, you know what I mean, like the men's right. and the women's. But I don't think we necessarily need the tag team, um, even though I mean it was fun, but like we don't need that every year. It's too much. Yeah. That's what it falls down to is it's it's too much. I think it's kind of like, uh, I know you're not a big fan of them having 12, 14 matches on a pay-per-view. It's kind of like that. It's just too much. I'll, so it ends up just being extra stuff. Yep. And it's like, well, we don't need, like Royal Rumble ni- or uh, Halloween Havoc 91 that I know we've watched a few times. Like, we don't need Oz and Bill Kazmaier. Right. Unnecessary. Yeah, didn't need to be on the pay-per-view. But it's like, it's kind of funny that it's on there in an ironic way, but it's like, it's not necessary. So, right. I think that's what it comes down to is it just it's not a necessary thing to have on your show. Yeah. But uh, to kind of wrap things up here, um, it is Christmas time. We are rapidly approaching that time of the year. Uh, you get, I know you're I know you're all ball humbug right now, but you got to tell me one thing you're you're excited about for Christmas. Yeah, I don't know, man. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I don't know. I mean, like maybe some uh, some new like. Leggings or something? Peanut, peanut brittle? Like, I don't know. You can have that any time of the year, though. Yeah, but, you know, it's different around Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Eggnog? Nah, I'm not a big eggnog guy. Um, yeah. Have you started watching Christmas movies yet? Uh, we started watching this uh, new movie called Spirited. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. Good. Uh, it's Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I've heard about that. It's a musical. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I, I will, Have you watched uh, A Christmas Story Christmas? I have not. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, I just finished that the other day. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like it for a sequel that's like so many years in the making, mm-hmm. they really knocked it out of the park. Yeah. They did a very, very good job because I, you know, it's one of those where you're like, oh boy, it's like home, home sweet, home alone or something like right. they're cashing in. But no, they did a really good job of tying the first movie to the second movie and 
because this one takes place in like the eighties, right? Which okay. was because the first one was like the forties. So, yeah. and uh, so it's like you know the really ugly like olive green phones and all that other stuff, and just like the hideous looking furniture. But oh man, they did a really really good job of tying it all together. I thought it was really really well done. Yeah, we've been uh, we've actually been binge watching that Wednesday show. I, my sister's been watching that with my niece. So good. Is it good? Such a good show. Yeah, it's it it annoys me that they waited so long to put it out. Yeah, because it should have been like early October is when that show should have been. Well, out. yeah, but um, it's such a damn good show, man. Like, I, I hope they put more seasons out of it. Um, and then there was a, I've also been watching Chucky, which is that show on Sci Fi USA. Is that any good? I really enjoy it because it's it's campy. It's sure, silly, Chucky's campy though. But like, it's 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 good. I really I really dig the story and what they're doing with it. So yeah, I I don't know. I've kind of been stuck in that uh horror. That, well, that like, you know, horror, uh, you know, I, I, I joke with my, uh, my stepdaughter that I'm like, I'm like reliving my emo phase right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, that's like all the stuff I'm into right now. Well, Chucky, what's funny is that when I was a kid, child's play two, I saw and it scared the crap out of me mm-hmm. and I went back and watched it cause it was on Peacock and it was just like, this is so, it's, it's, dumb. it's so tame. It's not even scary, but what's funny and so I started doing some research. I'm like, I wonder how many Chucky movies they actually made. Because I don't remember that many. It's been a lot. Dude, holy shit. There was like... Bride of Chucky's. Well, there was Child's Play 1, 2, and 3. Yep. And then there was Bride of Chucky. Mm-hmm. Seed of Chucky. Seed of Chucky. Cult of Chucky. Yep. There's, and then I think there's another one. Yep. Curse of Chucky, maybe. Yep. And then they then they remade Child's Play recently. Yep. As like a, a new... It's Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, and it, I don't think it did very well, but... She's a smoke show, though. That's what I hear. And then they did this new series, and it just has two two seasons now. So yeah. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it, dude. He's a he's a legend. You know, he really is. Um, and he's on NXT every year, so that's great. <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah, uh, just just you know keeping he's, that tradition he's, alive. He's even on my uh, goofy gimmicks poster. Yeah, keeping that tradition alive. Well, that that I believe was around the time that he was in WCW. Yeah, that look anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but. Right under the neat the kiss demon there. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's it's a solid show, man. It's it's silly, but it's it's what it needs to be. I really dig it. But yeah, I've uh, I've been doing watching all that kind of stuff. Well, I think that's fun, you know, to watch watch stuff you enjoy. Why? I wonder why you're so in, into horror mode though. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I just I haven't haven't really been wanting to watch like uh, Christmas movies this year. Yeah, you're normally like way into it though. That's what's weird to me. I know. Yeah, I just haven't been feeling it this year, man. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep pestering you about it. I will not stop. I will not rest until you are Jolly Bane. Because I want Jolly Bane back. Hit me up in March. No, it's too late at that point. After, <laughs> after he hit my tax return. Maybe your taxes. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'll be happy. Yeah, maybe so. All right, man. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? That's it. Of course, we want to shout out some of our podcasting buddies, like uh, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Make sure to check their show out every Sunday. And Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Check out uh, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric, the Ringside Rant with RJ, Leisure and Lariat's Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. He's been doing some stuff in NWA. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Has he really? Good for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. He was actually supposed to wrestle Nick Aldis, and then he got suspended, obviously, with him not liking Billy Corgan's. Because all the shit talking he's been doing. Apparently. And I don't know all that. I don't really follow all that that much because I don't really give a shit. But yeah. it's like, oh, that's interesting. I quit. I quit watching, paying attention to NWA when like everything got behind a paywall. 
Yeah, I th- and I think that was a huge problem. Like, yeah. you really messed that up. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, in the Marbles with Soda and Ethan talking all things NASCAR. Check them out. Uh, Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin, and, of course, the twins over there. Absolutely. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Trivia with Buds with our pal Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. And, of course, don't forget about his chop shop and all of his artwork at the Art of Jason Wolf. Pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim at a chair shot. Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast and Tots with Al Day. Check all those out. Check out uh, my other podcast. You know it's fake, right? With me uh, and a special guest. The TV Toycast with me and Travis Fowler talking all things retro toys. In fact, this uh, this couple weeks ago we did a show on the Raw Is War mini ring with six figures, which was really fun. Which okay. was uh, those were those sets were great back in the uh, late nineties. Yeah. And No Holds Barred with Bill Benis and uh, Big Underscore Bane over there. And a cavalcade of other interesting individuals. It's all it's all it's almost over, Rigger. Yeah, it's uh it's me, Bill, Tyler for some inexplicable reason, and Zelly. You know, it's good times. Plus we got that stupid intern downstairs. Yeah, a lot of people over there. It's almost done though, man. I'm ready I'm ready to like never see anybody again from that podcast i feel like you've been saying that for years though yeah but you know no con- no more contracts no no more reason for me to be there oh that's true so i'm done maybe it's over uh also check out all of bane's music over at spotify apple wherever you get your tunes and uh, all of our t-shirts can be found at pro wrestling forward slash brian breaker bbph.redbubble.com and what a maneuver.net search by store for breaker and bane's power hour tb toy cast bane fully posable doing the favor uh, in the Marvels, Tales from the Estate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They all have shirt stores there, so check them out as well. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.